The I Am Man podcast is produced by men for men. We are here to support men through their individual journeys to authentic and holistic manhood. We believe men play an essential role in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves. This is Robert Marshall, and welcome to uh, this Dadding 101 webinar series. Listen, I am so excited. Yo, we have a new setup tonight. Um, so, yo, we get, we're getting fancy in here. We're getting fancy in here. Uh, I got new lights and got new setup, and we're trying something new. So if you like it, yo, let me see some love in those comments. But anyway, we've had some great speakers and some great tips that have been given to us by some amazing fathers who are doing some amazing work um, in their communities and in the nation. So, but, uh, and tonight is going to be nothing short of amazing. We have this amazing brother who is doing um, so much amazing things, and he's actually been a big inspiration to me. Many of you know I have been on a weight loss journey um, over the last couple of months. Um, at my heaviest pound, at my heaviest, I'm gonna say this: I was 353 pounds. I was 353 pounds, the heaviest that I have ever been in my life. Call it baby weight, call it dad weight, call it whatever weight. It was a weight and it was weighing me down. I am glad to say that I have lost about a total now of 75 pounds. Hey, ho, 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 75 pounds. And um, I am trying to live my best life, not for just me, but for also for my children and my family. That is right. Being a father is so much more than it means. It's so much more than just living for yourself. It means living your best life for those that you have to care about, care for, and those that you are responsible for. It feels so great, guys. And I want you guys to show us some love tonight. Um, it feels so great to um, be able to walk and jog and to, you know, take the trash out and not be winded. So um, I'm excited. Uh, my, my, my eating has gotten a lot better. And y'all just wait. I will have a summer body regardless of what Corona is doing in 2021. So, yo, I, um, I am... I'm going to bring my brother on, Brother Cologne. He's an amazing man, doing some amazing things. So you guys show him some love. Yo, what's good, man? How are you? Hey, man, doing well, man. Appreciate you uh, bringing, up, bringing me on here, man. Those videos kind of light you up, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point, man. This is the I Am Man podcast. And you know what? We, it is. We are here to inspire men. One of the reasons why that I even started getting in men's work is because I understood that men are grossly misunderstood by themselves and oftentimes by their communities. And so nobody really, you know, the, and most men, uh, oftentimes,
sometimes are operating off of a fragmented understanding of what it even means to be a man. And so here we celebrate manhood, we celebrate masculinity, we celebrate men becoming the best versions of themselves. Here, we this is a safe space where every man's voice can be heard and their experience can be acknowledged and seen. Yo, I got that thing down. Packed it here, man. But uh, with that being seen, man, I want you to introduce yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? What are you doing, man? And why are you on this podcast today? Why are you on this webinar series today? Well, my name is uh, Lionel Colon. I'm from Mobile, Alabama. You could say uh, L.A., Lower Alabama. <laughs> and, uh, it's an honor to, to be here. And man, I just have a heart to uh, encourage people and uh, be a light as much as I can be, add value. And uh, we just kind of got connected, me and you got connected through Facebook and just from there is history, man. We just kind of connected in, in different ways. And man, I just love the value that you add, man. And so me and my wife, um, we are health coaches. We also have a ministry called Parents Initiative. Um, the main gist behind the Parents Initiative, just to create an awareness uh, in parents to take that initiative to be the parents that God has called them to be. Um, it's a daily commitment. It's not about perfection, but it's about moving forward every single day. And that's our hearts, man, just to add value, uh, to create that awareness that people begin to, to take a change, especially when they know what needs to be done and they're not doing it. But creating that awareness to say, hey, I need I need to take some action. So parent, let's jump right in here. You know, parent parents take an initiative. Um, right now we're going through a pandemic, right? And so I think the landscape of parenting has definitely changed. Um, and it's kind of, you know, it's hard because it feels like so many times that, you know, and I'm speaking from my perspective that, you know, it can be very overwhelming to have your children. I know there are children, but to have them all day, every day and to find things that uh, that keep them, you know, sharp and uh, keep them engaged where they're not bored and they're not just eating or doing whatever, you know, so parents really don't have a turn off. So, you know, what what do you say to parents who are, you know, who want to be engaged, but currently right now it's just kind of like hey i need a break so what how how do parents deal with that how do we navigate that well we had i'm just gonna be straight up with you uh we had a season that our we were we both work from home and we had a season um that our kids were home from february till late september wow and i'm just being real man i was praying for my kids to go back to school <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just being straight up. Like we had revival here when our kids went back to school. Our kids go to school. They're in public school system. You know, I, I don't have anything against people that are homeschool. That's great if that's your thing, but that's not our thing. And I'm just being real. That's not our thing. I need my time. I need a break. Okay. My wife feels the same way. She just doesn't have the patience and, and she just, I can't teach them. Neither can my wife. We're just not built that way. And there's some people that are. So what we did from late February, when we found out that our kids are going to be school and, and home schooled, you know, till that point, we provided structure. Okay. 
And I think it's important that you have a set structure in your home that everybody is in just, they know what's going on. Like they, they know what's going to happen from this time to this time to this time. And that way it kind of alleviates that stress and everybody knows. Now you do have those moments that your daughter, when you're working from home full time, may come out of her room a little bit more than she needs to. Maybe needs a little bit more focus. My son, he's just really devoted and committed. He's focused. I don't have to worry about him. But my daughter is more like squirrel. There's a squirrel. I'm distracted. You know what I'm saying? So just providing that structure and putting them back in that place and remind them, Hey, this is the time you need to do that. Because when you have that structure, they function better. Kids want structure, you know, kids need structure. You as an individual, as a parent, as a, as an adult need structure, because if you don't have structure, there's going to be chaos. Dude, that's amazing. That, that's it's actually very interesting that you say that because you talk. We talk about structure, but oftentimes, you know, right now parents don't have structure in their own life a lot of times because of one. One, well, one will just say the pandemic, but also some parents didn't have structure in their life before the pandemic. And so, how do we as dads? How do we start to grab the reins um, and create structure in our lives and in the lives of our children? I can't speak for everyone. Okay. Um, but but I but I can tell you what I do. Okay. What do you? And uh, some of you probably think I'm a little crazy, but this is how I operate. Okay. You think about this, dads. What is the only time of the day that you can control? It's before everybody else gets up. Right. Because once everybody else starts getting up. They demand your time. Right. The world demands your time. So I have a set discipline that I'm up every morning at 4.05, my alarm goes off. But I want you to realize, like, Robert, right now it's, what, 9? Right. 9.11. I, I didn't tell you this, but I'm usually in bed by this time. Wow. Like, I'm out. I'm sleeping. Okay. I'm working. I'm like laying in bed. Usually at this time I'm, I'm out, but I have that set structure in my life that I can go to bed a little earlier and wake up earlier. So I have my time of devotion. I have my time of making connections, networking, emailing, replying to things. I'm getting a lot of work done before other people demand my time. So it's important that you find what works for you. Now, there may be some times it's going to be inconvenienced, but let me tell you something, when you put yourself and you discipline yourself to do those things and you make it, you make it, Hey, this is, I got to do this. You make it a priority. It makes it easier for you as you keep on moving forward. Now, I think one thing that we have not talked about um, on any of our series is that there is definitely a spiritual component to manhood, regardless if men are Christian, Buddhist, Muslim, whatnot. Um, I wrote in uh, our book, uh, What Every Man Needs to Know, I talked about in the book that there is a spiritual component to manhood and to be to being a man. And it does something, the world responds, the universe responds 
to you and you respond to the world differently when you take out time to center yourself and connect with uh, connect with God or connect with the divine to help you center you so that you have uh, so you have a clear mind where you're not stressed out where you are more where you are controlling the narrative instead of the narrative controlling you I don't know about you man but I have had some days where I felt like the narrative has controlled me where it's you know when I when I'm not spending time um, with with God when I'm not you know meditating when I'm not praying when I'm not connecting then I'm off I'm off which means my children will get an off dad and they will be off, which means my wife gets an off husband, which means oftentimes I'm going to have to deal with an attitude um, throughout the day. I, I love you, boo. But it's it's the truth. So um, I am trying how how like waking. I'm an early bird myself, but four o'clock. I it took me a year to wake up at five. Like really wake up at five to start walking in the morning. It took like I remember man the Holy Spirit being like, "Hey Rod, wake up, wake up, walk." You know, going and I'm like, "Dude, you tripping?" I would legit tell the Lord like, "Uh-uh, nah, I'm I'm good. I don't want it that bad." <laughs> um, um, but so when you're and I I want I want you to highlight on the importance of that time of connectivity that time of prayer that time of meditation and connecting with God connecting with the divine to ensure that you are well yeah it sets a tone for the day I mean it really does I mean it's not to say that every day is going to be perfect you do have your moments but you know I haven't really talk about this much on social media. Listen, I, I do, I do have my time of prayer. It's about 15 to 20 minutes. I'm worshiping, just having a conversation with God. I have a moment that I read my Bible, but one thing that I've been really focused on for the last, I think is like 45 days. I downloaded an app called fit mind. And what that, what I, what that is doing is it's taking to a place of meditation and working on mindset because the mindset's everything. Yeah, that's true. And you think, okay, so as a person of faith, and I believe in Jesus, everything is done for me, okay? Yeah. But I still have to work on mindset. Right. I still gotta work on that mindset. So that place of meditation, this app that I've been utilizing, it's a great app. Now, obviously it does have a little bit of different of worldviews of things and stuff like that. But listen, I'm a firm believer that you eat the meat, spit out the bones. Right. Okay, get, get what you can from it. And disregard the rest. So mindset is important. The Bible talks about that, you know, the mindset and, and just working towards that, bettering yourself and, and becoming a better person, a sound mind. Right. And uh, that meditation component, listen, if you're not a person of faith, you don't pray, meditate. Yeah. Meditate. And then there these, this fit mind app kind of walks you through different steps of meditation, bringing you more awareness, helping you to see things differently, taking more ownership, more responsibility, a lot of great things you can find in that that resource. Dude, that, let's hit this mindset piece. There is, you know, and I, I don't normally put my preacher hat on, but there's a, there's a, a spiritual principle about um, the renewing of your mind. Um, what happens when a man does not have a renewed mind? You keep on doing the same thing. Dude, you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, trying to get a different result. 
and that yep. is the definition. Insanity, isn't it? Insanity. It's um, <laughs> um, do you there? Um, the mind is a major component, and uh, it's funny that we're talking about the mind. We're talking about the spirit, um, and we're talking about the body as well. Being a father, being a man, is a whole. It's you are a, a, a multi-dimensional being. It's funny. Have you ever seen one of those? Um, one of those diagrams that says um, women have like all of these different buttons and twirls, and that men have this one thing. And I think that is the biggest misunderstanding of men. I think men are more emotional. I think men are more complex. We've just not been given the, the space to uh, express ourselves. But that's why this platform is created. But I said that to say this, that um, a man who does not have a renewed mind lives in a state, lives in a state where he, where there's not new information, where there's not new revelation, where there's not um, a freshness or, or fervor about him. And often times if he's if he's not living in that new flow where he's renewing his mind he's often living in the pain and in the trauma of yesterday he's living in the failures of yesterday he's living in the past of yesterday and when a man lives in those places it's almost being like in a prison where you have the key inside of the prison to get out but because that mind hasn't been renewed you be you are being trained by your failures, you being trained by your pain and not realizing that you have a divine DNA on the inside of you uh, that has the capability to break barriers and break curses and change the world. But because you have been, you are not renewing your mind, you're not connecting in the morning, you're not meditating, what happens is then that old mind whoops your tail every day. I would I would say it like I feel it, but I'll say it, I'll be respectful for some of you. That old mind whoops your tail every day and reminds you of what you're not, reminds you of your shortcomings, reminds you of your pain, reminds you of what happened to you yesterday. And when you renew your mind, when you meditate, when you pray, you are literally, it says, let this mind be in you. That was also, listen, I did not mean to preach today. That's not what I'm on didn't get on here to do that. I normally don't even do it. But let this mind, since I'm here, I might as well get here. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. You got to renew that mind. I want to talk to some man. You are greater than your pain. You are greater than your past. You are greater than what has happened to you. And what the strategy of the enemy is, is to keep you bogged down in yesterday, to keep you bogged down in who you used to be, what you used to do, how you used to do it. Because in this new mind is a new revelation, is new information, is new data. It's it's it's, it's a new network. It's a new um, it's a new download that will aid, that will uh, give you the capability to live into the fullness of who you were created to be. You were created as a divine being. The DNA of God is on the inside of you. You are a divine. Being. And when you don't renew that mind, that's like having an iPhone 3 right now and they're on iPhone 12. Bruh, you got to come on. Anyway, I did not mean to preach, but dude, I, yeah, you. 
Hey, and, and uh, let me let me little let me little uh, add a little something to that. Right, add on to it, bro. You choose your cellmates. Oh, think about that. Oh, Vincent, did you hear that, dude? Oh my God. You think about that. I mean, you choose your cellmates, and, and just just hearing you preach the word here a few moments ago. I mean, okay, so we live in this world where. Okay, let's let's look at this figuratively. Okay, we're a prison in this. We're in prison in this world. Mm. You get to choose who you ride with. Wow. All right. Wow. And I think that's the biggest mistake that a lot of us make is that we're not with people that are renewing their mind. Mm. You know, we're not surrounding ourselves with people that are, are challenging us to be better people. We we we're not going into a room that we're being encouraged and. You know, we know that saying, you know, you always want to be in a room that you're not in the smart, you're not the smartest person. You know, we've all heard that before, you know, and you want to be in a room that you're, you're somewhat intimidated in there, that you're, you're, you're pushed to, to be better, you know, to think better, uh, to speak better, Yeah. you know? So that's, that's the key thing in renewing your mind is not just you making that intent by yourself, but surrounding yourself with people, other fathers, that want to push you to be better. Right. I'm, I'm going to say this. It's okay to have your single friends, but you need to have some male friends who are fathers because yep. your life changes when you become a father. When you're a single man, you live for yourself. You live for your goals, your dreams, your ambitions. But when you are a father, father definition, I, I think being a father is one of the greatest gifts that you can be given, but it is also one of the greatest responsibilities that you will have in your life. You as a father, you don't live for yourself anymore. You don't just live for your goals. You don't just live for your ambitions. You live for the well-being of your children. And oftentimes that means giving them what you didn't have or sometimes giving them what you don't have and what and becoming what you've never had before. And yep. you can't do that if you're live. If you uh, it goes back to the I, I'm still stuck on that in your mind piece, bro. Like, I think that I, that that may be a whole book that I might that we that I might need to kind of undergo. But renewing your mind and meditate like um, that's huge and meditation renewing it's not just spiritual but it's also physical I'll, I'll admit this one of the reasons and I'll tell the story and I might get a little emotional um, one of the reasons why that I um, started on this weight loss journey was not just for me but it was for my kids when the pandemic hit my children, we bought my children, we bought our children these uh, electronic cars and our children wanted to ride the cars around the neighborhood. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, there's nothing of it, you know, whatnot. And so we go outside, put the shoes on. We, we I put the cars together and I started to walk outside and I realized that I could not walk around my own block. And it was, when I tell you guys, listen to me, it was the most excruciating pain that I had ever felt in my life trying to walk around the block. I was in so much pain that my legs were literally shaking like this. And I was breathing hard. I felt like I was going to have a heart attack. And I was I had to sit down 
by the bench. I was determined that I was going to finish walking because I had to get home. But I felt like it was going to be the end of me. And I, my children kept asking me, Daddy, Daddy, you know, I'm trying, I was trying to be, you know, put on like I was okay. Um, but I was hurt. And I realized I was more hurt that I could not be fully present with my children because of my physical limitations. I will say this. Uh, and I say it humbly. Anybody who knows me, I am. I will pray you out of. I will pray Satan out of a room. I will. I will work with people. I whatever. I. I will. I've been called a spiritual giant, but I was also at this moment a physical giant. And I want to talk to all the people, and especially the male Christians or uh, male believers, and especially preachers who are fathers who are big, who are spiritual giants in their communities, but they're also physical giants. Big. We are. We are big, and we are carrying. And you're carrying, we were carrying, we are carrying access weight. A lot of times we are, we can, we can preach, we can pray, we can encourage, we can counsel other people while we are killing ourselves one forkful at a time. One forkful at a time. And I realized that something had to change for me. And what I decided to do, I said, you know what? I will never be in this space again. I got my tail up finally at five after a year of saying, I'm gonna get up at five o'clock and exercise, I'm gonna walk. I didn't do it. I got up at five o'clock and I said, I am going to walk. I'm, I'm about to lose it, I'm sorry. I said, I'm gonna walk regardless of how much it hurt because my kids were worth the temporary pain so that I could be with them. I could have longevity in their life. And what happened was, man, Lionel, I'm sorry, man, I'm up here. No, go on. I would see his post. I would see Lionel's post and I would, um, I would see his post and he would, you know, he constantly is posting things about health and diet and whatnot. And what happened was for me, I said I was going to get up. I started getting up at five o'clock. And when I when I tell you it was painful. Oh, my God. It was painful. Um, I wouldn't walk with my wife. I would just walk by myself. And as I walked, I would just pray and I would say to God, I would say and I would repent while I was doing it. And I would say, God, please forgive me for not being a good steward over my body. God, please forgive me. And I would repent to myself and I would, and I would look at my pain. I would acknowledge the pain and I realized during that time I was carrying trauma that was undealt with, hurt, undealt with. I was carrying weight that did not belong to me, things that had happened to me. And I realized something needed to change. And I got up and I faithfully walked every day. I faithfully walked. And I said, I'm going to walk around this block every day. And so what I did, I got up and I started walking. I could not make it through the block. every. I could not make it all the way through the block without stopping. So the first day I walked and when I got to the, I would have to lean on the gate because I couldn't stand up on my own. 
And then the next day, the next week, I was able to make it past the gate and I was able to get to the bench. So instead of having to stop twice, I stopped once and I sat on it and I said, God, if you help me get off this bench and I would then just walk, I would get up after I got off the bench, I would walk. And then when I got to that home stretch, I would literally be praying. I would say, God, you got to help me. And I would be praying for this present suffering time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be that you are with me. You're like I was going in. And now I am sitting here 75 pounds lighter. Starting off one day at a time, one step at a time, because my children, my wife, my family, my legacy was worth it. It would be crazy to preach and travel all over the world, help people, feed the hungry, cast out devils, heal the sick, all that stuff, and die of a heart attack because I couldn't change what I was eating. That's it, man. You know, and listen, you know, for me, you know, um, <clears throat> I was at the point where I was 272 pounds and I, and I was listening to a message, a podcast message and his preacher was also on his own health journey. And, um, he said, he said something along these lines, how can I tell you to practice self-control if I can't even do it in an area that is visible in my life? And let me tell you something, when I heard that, you know, I knew I had to do something and I had to make a change. And, uh, that's, that's, that's what it was for me. You know, you know, if you're a minister of the gospel, this is not me casting judgment, but how can we preach to our people? Hey, practice self-control, you know, do the right thing, hold yourself, you know, and, 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 and you're not even doing an area that's visible. People could look at you and say, Hey, this, you're telling me to do this, but you can't even do it yourself. And that was me. That was, that was my thing, man. It was just like, how can I tell my students at a time I was a student pastor telling my students to, to self-control. Don't go, don't go have sex with your girlfriends and boyfriends and practice self-control, <laughs> but I can't even do it in an area that people could easily see it. And what I, and what I want to point out, because that is so true, but I also want to acknowledge that sometimes we are the greatest fathers in the world but because we have undealt with unchecked baggage, yep. wait, the, and I, this is more preachy tonight, so I, I'm here, I might as well continue to preach. The Bible says, lay aside every weight, every weight and every sin that so easily sits on you, right? When I looked at that passage, I realized one thing about weight, weight doesn't just sit on you. Like one, number one about that passage, we focus on the sin part, right? Lay aside every weight. And we know to lay aside the the, 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 the the sin, right? We get that. But let's deal with that weight. Weight 
does it doesn't just come to you on one time. You just don't gain wake up fifty one day and you're fifty pounds heavier. No, weight is like sentiment. It starts sitting on you slowly, and you don't even realize that it's happening because it's happening at such a subtle rate. But one decision after the next decision after the next decision, that thing starts sitting on you, sitting on you, and before you know it. You're 50, 60, 70 pounds heavier than what you were. And I'm not just talking about physical weight, but some of us have some emotional weights. We have some psychological weights. We have some spiritual weights. We have some traumatic weights. I, I, I am, y'all, I am preaching. Are you, are you hearing me tonight? But you have some weights. And this is the thing. As a parent and as a father, if you don't deal with your weight, your weights will deal with you. And my spiritual mentor says this all the time. What you don't deal with as a man will deal with you. And when you don't deal with it, it will deal with your children. It will come after your children. So man, bro, what is it in your life that you are not dealing with? Lord have mercy. What is it in your life that you are sweeping under a rug that you have that you are have turned a blind eye to? Because guess what? If you turn a blind eye to it, you may sweep it under the rug, but it will come after your son. It will come after your daughter. It will come after your legacy. And I refuse, just for me, I refuse to have my legacy tarnished because I couldn't control what I put in my mouth. Yep. The food that I put in my mouth. I refuse. Say again. I'm sorry, go, bro. I, I, I'm <laughs> you know, it's, it's a lack of discipline. Yeah. You know, it really is. It's a I lack mean. of discipline. It's a lack of lo- self-love. This is the thing. And I had to get doctors involved with my weight loss. And one thing that my doctor said, one thing, she said, Robert, you need to know that you're worthy of this. I'm going to let that sink in. Bro, y'all, this is good stuff. Y'all, this is this is good. She said, you need to know that you are worthy of this. And what she was talking about is oftentimes as men, we beat ourselves. We are our worst critics. We beat ourselves up. We know what we need to do. And when we don't do it, then psychologically, emotionally, we kind of just carry that baggage and it becomes shame. And that shit, we get locked within ourselves. We're strong for everybody else. But internally, we're like little boys who are hiding because we don't want to get caught or we don't want to be found out. And the truth is, I want to tell you that you are worthy of this and you are worth it. You, You. To be honest, I know I lost kids weight. I started losing weight for my children, but I that wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to be healthy for my wife. It wasn't enough to be healthy for my children. I had to do it for Robert. And yep. that had to be a good enough reason for me to do what I needed to do to lose the weight. You know, I, hey, let's let's uh, let me let me issue a challenge for those who are watching this or listening to this later on. You know, um, a couple of days ago, I decided I'm going to challenge myself this holiday season, and um, it's real easy 
uh, to kind of go lax during these next couple of weeks um, when it comes to your diet. And uh, this is a season I'm, I'm usually kind of low key and chill. I keep my habits that I coach, obviously eating several times a day, drinking a lot of water. Um, you know, some of the habits that we coach, but sometimes you know, when Thanksgiving comes around, those Christmas parties comes around, um, I, I choose to kind of just go lax. And I usually end up gaining about five pounds, seven pounds by the end of the, the holiday season. And I told myself this year that I am going to practice more self-control. Mm. And not just because I needed to, but because I knew I needed that. If I could kind of hone this in during the craziest times of the year, it's just going to make me a better person. Yeah. You think about that. So in a season that we're just kind of chill and just whatever, we're going to eat whatever, I'm deciding that it's not going to be like that for me this holiday season. And the key thing is, is because I want to become mentally stronger. Yeah. And just because it's going to help me become mentally stronger, it's just going to help me become a better man, a better husband, a better friend. Yeah, man. And I will be able to help people later on in life kind of overcome some of those things that they may be struggling with because I know that I've faced it and I've conquered it. Dude, that is powerful. I think that's a I think that's an amazing start. I also want to add this on to the on to tack it on. While you're doing that, bro, let's have an honest conversation with your significant others and your families. The truth is, let's be honest. The truth is they know that you are not as healthy as you could be. Yep. You know that you're not as healthy as you could be. And maybe they're not as healthy as they need to be. Start here. Have an honest conversation and say, you know what? We're going to enter this challenge, but we're also going, we're not going, we're going to change some of the things that we're going to put on the table for Thanksgiving. Yeah, you, you get what I'm saying. Maybe we're gonna change some of the recipes. Start there. Start small. You know, it, it's not always these. I think oftentimes as men, we want to run before we walk. And I literally learned that sometimes you have to walk a day at a time. You have to take each step a second at a time, a moment of the time, to receive your freedom. And y'all, I feel the. I, I don't normally go church, but I'm gonna go to church on this joint today to receive your healing, to receive your deliverance, to receive your breakthrough, whatever you want to call it. Sometimes you have to take that thing a day, a step at a time. Have a conversation with the ones that you love and the ones that love you and say, hey, I want to be healthy. I want to live. And do you do you mind us changing up a little bit of what we put on the dinner table? Because the truth is, bro, you're not strong enough to say no yet. When somebody puts that macaroni and cheese or that lechon or that ham or whatever you're eating on that table, you're going to eat it. I can't yeah. say no to a piece of to a piece of birthday cake. I, I didn't even have to like it. But when you're honest and you're transparent and you bring and this is what happened. I started my weight loss journey on my own. But guess what happened? When I start, when I was faithful and consistent and serious, my children started walking with me. My wife started walking with me and I started doing more. I actually got more exercise in 
when my kids started going, we started. We were, my kids started um, being active with me. We I went from just walking to running and doing push-ups, doing sit-ups, playing games. My steps got longer when I brought people into this experience with me. Lord, I feel like preaching in this joint. Some of you, you're trying to get your deliverance in private. You're trying to get your whole, you're trying to, you're trying to go in the back room, get your deliverance in private. No, no. Your healing, your breakthrough that you need, it will require accountability and community. Your Christian, your faith, your ability, y'all, y'all, listen, they giving me amens in this joint too. So I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting here like, oh, y'all give me amens. Don't preach, don't preach, man. Like sometimes your healing happens in community. And I started losing weight at a more rapid pace when I involved people who love me and people I cared about. My wife started getting up at six, at five. She started, she said, hey, I'm not getting up at five, but let's also walk at five at night. So you walk at five in the morning and we as a family will walk at five at night. So we doubled this thing. And while we were walking, my I was able to be more intentional with my children, to play with my children. Man, bro, you, I believe, are about to live your best life. But I think... It has to start in small steps. And like he said, take this challenge on. Have conversations with the ones that you love. But also, make up in your heart and mind that whatever it is, I'm not going back. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, just to put a line in the sand that you are going to be committed to being the ver- best version of yourself. I want you to actually type in the comments, I'm committed. I'm committed. I'm committed. And let me add to that, man. You say take small steps and that's, that's huge. You know, we've been, I've been talking to some of my clients the last couple of days and I've been, I've been asking straight up, I says, what's your plan for Thanksgiving? And, uh, a lot of them said, hey, I just kind of want to just do my thing and just eat. And I said, well, great. I said, can I offer you a suggestion? And of course they say, yes. Yeah, yeah, you can offer me a suggestion. I said, Look, let's do this. Instead of eating that whole big piece of pecan pie that you usually eat, why don't you just split it in half? Yeah. Take your time and eat it. Enjoy it. Give your time, give your brain enough time to register that you're satisfied and just watch. Yeah, you know, you find yourself not eating as much, and a lot of times, what happens is we get that big plate on Thanksgiving Day, and we just go to town, not even think about it. And guess what? Usually happens afterwards. We feel horrible. We're on the couch, on the couch, sleeping, watching football, not enjoying the community, yeah. not enjoying that time of fellowship, which really Thanksgiving is all about. Family, being around family, it's not just about the food, but having that community, that fellowship, that spending time with family. So many times we make it about the food. Yeah. Everything we do is about the food. You're right. We're missing it because it can't be just about that. It's got to be about the people you're with. So just taking that moment and just kind of just reflecting and kind of being mindful of what you're eating and just taking your time and enjoying it. Just listen, just making that small switch. You'll, you'll, you'll begin to take, start and take control of your health and you'll realize that, hey, you know, I am satisfied and, and I'm good. And uh, let me say this. I'm going to say, I'm going to get, can I go deep really quick? Let me, yeah. you, I'm, for all my deep people, um, I'm, I'm going to just go here. This is what I felt. Oftentimes, our bellies become our gods. That's yep. Whatever 
our appetite, our belly, our guts want, we give it to, we give into it. I have a taste for this. Your belly is connected to your taste buds. It's connected to your appetite, all of this. And when it says it wants something, we normally feed it and give it what it wants. For this holiday, Lord, I feel the <laughs> on. Okay, I'm about to lean in on here. Why don't you dethrone your appetite, dethrone your belly as your God and choose to honor your body and honor God with your appetite? So you said, you say chew, right? Choose. 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 Yeah. And choose to honor God truly with your entire life. Because we'll say, Lord, I give you all of everything. But then as soon as that belly get hungry, mm-hmm. your fle- and I'm not just talking about physical hunger, but whatever your flesh is desiring, whatever your will wants, whatever your intellect, whatever your level of reason says you want, dethrone that this season. Hallelujah. Yep. Dethrone, Lord, bro, I can't be around you because this is supposed to be a podcast or a webinar for people who just, but you didn't got me preaching on here. I, I'm about to switch a gear real quick. Um, but I'm trying I'm trying to control myself right now. But dude, no, you're good, man. And that's key. Is it's it's huge, man. Dethrone. You you have to dethrone the God of your belly. Somebody say dethrone the God of your belly. Lord have mercy. There's a scripture that says, and their bellies were uh, and and it says their belly became their gods. You have to take control of the very thing that's trying to take control of you. I prophesy and I declare that you are about to dominate over what's been trying to dominate you. I declare that you, whatever has been trying to silently kill you is about to die. You're about to kill it before it kills you. You're going to kill it with faith. You're going to kill it with hope. You're going to kill it with fasting. You're going to kill it with praying. Y'all better like and share because y'all don't get this from me on here too often. You're going to kill what's been trying to kill you. But I also prophesy as you begin to kill the things that have been trying to kill you, that there's going to be a spring of new life, of newness that's going to arise up out of you. I'm talking about new hopes, new dreams, new aspirations, new business, new callings, new anointings, new favor, new houses, new cars, new money, new jobs, new businesses. It's all about to flow out of you. Anyway. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Robert, this, this is what it boils down to, man. Listen ahead, to this. Go ahead, because I don't went on the... <laughs> when you take care of your physical man, it enhances your spiritual man. Mm, that's right. It's plain and simple. You know, so here we are talking about this, and you probably got on this thing not even thinking that we're going to talk about this, but it's true. And it just it enhances every other area of your life, your marriage. You know, when you become more, you become more confident, you know, it just it just takes you to a whole nother level. And I'll, and because this is an Iron Man podcast, I'll get flesh. Now y'all done got the spiritual. I'll get carnal fleshy for a minute. Also, it improves the relations with your wife. Word. Ooh. Oh, Lord. 
<laughs> yeah, man. When yeah. yeah, did you want to talk about that? Uh, I'll pass on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, talk, I'll talk about it. It includes. It improves your stamina. It improves yeah. your your drive. It improves your longevity. How long you last. It improves all of this stuff. So it's been. I'm telling you what I know. Glory to God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See now, listen. If, if my wife was here with me, she would just just go on and on. I'm kind of a little bit more uh, private, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> my wife is a little bit private, and I, she'll probably kill me for going for saying this. But I'm just I have noticed when I started dropping the weight, I could be more into. I had capacity to be more intimate. I yeah. have the capacity to to have more stamina so that I could not only please myself but please my wife as well. That that and that matters because yes. some of us and this is the truth, we live in sexless marriages. Can y'all hear me? We live and I know that I, I'm getting off, but we live in sexless marriages and sex. I oh, my wife just got on sexless marriages and relationships, and it is imperative. It is imperative that you take care of your temple to and your body because guess what? This body doesn't just belong to you anymore, bro. It yep. belongs. It's it belongs to you and it belongs to your wife. Yes. Or it belongs to you, your significant other. That's who it belongs to. So therefore, take care of it. Yep. Take care of it. And I'm telling you something that I'm eating, that I am learning and readjusting every day. I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching to myself, too. It's hitting me as well. I think I better get off of this because my wife just got on this live like, ah. <laughs> but anyway. Man, what so do we this we've already been on here an hour and it's I yeah, it's yeah. It's we it's already been an hour and I haven't even asked you half the questions I wanted to ask you. But man, if you could leave the people with any wisdom, with any what is kind of your mantra for your life and that or or for the clients that you deal with when they are uh, when they desire to become the best versions of themselves, but don't feel like they have the will, the the, or they can't even see it for themselves. What do you What do you kind of instruct them to live by? It's very simple, man. I'm a very simple person. It's just this is a journey, not a destination. Mm-hmm. You know, your Robert, your health journey is never going to end. Yeah, your spiritual journey is never going to end. You know, your your it's a, it's a it's it's a it's a journey. It's not a destination. You're never going to arrive. Uh, listen, I, I lost 65 pounds in six months and every day I'm still contending for my health. And the moment that I stop contending is when the weight's going to start coming back on. When it comes to my faith walk, the moment that I stop reading my Bible and spending time with God and being intent and being in church and, and, and being involved in community and being faithful, um, that's when I start falling back. You know, so it's important that we take that mentality like, look, I'm never going to arrive. This is a journey. I'm always going to be on this journey. You know, and it's important that you link arms with other people and you don't do this journey alone because it only makes you stronger. You know, I love that. Now, you know, your story that you've given every single day you went went out and walked. It's a journey. You made that commitment. You're going to keep that commitment. 
you know, so it's a journey. Always keep in mind that you are in a journey. You're never going to arrive. There's always room for improvement. That's true, man. Well, brother, come on. Thank you so much, bro, for joining me uh, on this podcast today. Y'all, y'all show him some love. Follow his page. Um, he's an amazing guy doing some amazing work, man. Thank you so much for coming on tonight, man. Well, thank you. Listen, thank you for inviting me. It's always an honor and privilege. And, you know, um, I'm proud of you, Robert. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, man. I'm very proud of you and you, you, uh, you're setting the example and you're, you're grinding every day. You're doing everything you can to add value yourself. And for those of you to listen, man, um, I encourage you guys to, as fathers add value, you know, make it, make it an intent. And if you're in the dumps, you're depressed, add value because that's just going to encourage you to push you forward and do your best to make a difference every single day that you're going to wake up and be intent to, to make a difference. Dude, I want to add one more piece of this that I didn't add before. Part of my journey and my continuous journey to becoming the best version of myself was getting professional help. And I want to say this, especially to the black and brown men who are listening, who are going to see this, Listen, it is okay to get professional help. When I yes. Professional help. It's all right to seek out your medical doctor for help. It's all right to seek out help from from uh, uh, from psychologists and psychiatrists and counselors to help you deal with the other weight that you're doing. I realized for me, the weight the weight that I physically had was a direct relation to the emotional weight and the psychological weight and baggage that I've been carrying for years. Many of you know my story. You see this poster behind me that says no longer silent. I was a survivor of sexual, I am a survivor of sexual trauma. I have lived through rape, molestation, multiple offenders, as well as uh, as well as dealing with absentee fathers and abandonment and whatnot. So I was dealing with all of this stuff and I thought I carried it. I thought I let it go, but I realized it was still weighing on me. The truth is you can forgive, but still be carrying the weight. Lord, that will preach. You can forgive, but you could you are you could still be carrying the residue and the weight of the experiences that you have experienced that that you've walked through in life. And when you decide to start laying down that weight, maybe you don't know how to put it down. Maybe you don't even realize you're carrying it. But when you seek out medical attention, medical help, go see a doctor. They have bariatric centers around the and almost around the world. Find one. Insurance covers it most of the time. But I also started seeing a psychologist, a psychiatrist and a counselor to help me start reframing and dealing with my own brokenness, the effects of my own brokenness. The truth is we live in a world and we all have baggage. We all have stuff. So don't be ashamed about it. My One of my friends, my dear friend, uh, Joshua Smith, he says that uh, healing is the journey. Wholeness is the destination. Listen, you will never reach wholeness if you don't begin the journey of healing. Yep. All right. Well, listen, man, I'm thankful that you guys joined us tonight. Y'all got me. He, dude, you got me preaching tonight, dude. And that's 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 a rare thing. 
the I Am Man podcast is produced by men for men. We are here to support men through their individual journeys to authentic and holistic manhood. We believe men play an essential role in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves. Thank you.